Hello, my name is Naranjan, the host of Master of Your Crafts podcast. Learning from leaders who are continuously inspired, passionate, and driven to align with their soul purpose, sharing their gifts to bring healing to others. The music is composed by Rebecca Everett. episode number 26 where we'll talk to Yoma Augusta also known as Tuya which stands for the office of Yoma Augusta. Tuya is a progressive design and typographic studio built for the digital age. With more than 15 years of experience working in Brazil, Europe and the United States. In 2016 Tuya relocated to California from New York City. Born in Brasilia and raised in Rio de Janeiro, Yomar initially trained as a graphic designer, earned a master's in type design at the Royal Academy of Arts in The Hague, the Netherlands. Yomar also presented commercial and conceptual projects with solo exhibitions in Asia, Europe, North and South America. Hello and welcome to Yomar. How are you today? Oh, hi, hello for you, for you too. I'm doing very well. Thank you very much for the opportunity for having me here. You're welcome. You're welcome. You intrigued me quite a lot with your social media attention. The beautiful pieces that you do in the art history that you have created and branded yourself with, so to speak, in that creative world. So it prompted me to reach out and connect with you to learn more about you and the mastery of your craft. That's great. Thank, thank you so much. You're <laughs> welcome. Any mastermind plan behind the social media <laughs> part, but thank you. Well, it's visible. You're visible. So, and it's, and it's intriguing for me. What do you believe about yourself in the work that you do and how you put yourself out there? And when you're in that space of creativity, what do you believe about yourself? And do you feel that element of who you are reflects through what you produce and when you're in that space and do you feel it defines who you are that's an interesting question i don't know even if i go into this deep thinking about myself per se but maybe i think i think i try to investigate things and the investigation sometimes take you to directions that you feel happy about it. Sometimes you don't feel happy about it. I think that artists um, are a little bit like uh, researchers, you know, so and musicians or, or something like that you research and you believe. And then you research on a specific medium and that medium take you to a deeper level of research. And you always can take your research deeper and deeper and deeper, as deeper as you can. It's a little bit like diving. Mm -hmm. The ocean is super deep. So you can, you can or, or a mountain analogy is nice as well. Should, am, am I ready to climb the mountain? Uh, which mm -hmm. kind of preparation should I be doing to climb the mountain? 
So with arts is a little bit the same, I think, you know, you, you need to prepare yourself and, 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 and sometimes take risks. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think a lot, uh, a lot of the research I do somehow is connected with the things that I've been doing for a while. So yeah, I don't know if it defines me, I think, because you are what you are and then you evolve as a person and you evolve as an artist is I think is two separate things. I mean, at that at least is my opinion because you can definitely separate the artist from the art itself. I see myself as a researcher, a researcher for things that I, I found interesting and I try to visualize them. Mm-hmm. So the analogy you used as a researcher makes me think about what else would you be researching and how does that really differ from researching as an artist versus researching as you as a person? Because do you not ultimately become one of the same because the drive, the passion, the strife, the desire to create and curiosity, doesn't it come from the same space? What do you think? Yeah, I think it does. The research of your work and the research from yourself, uh, they, can, they can collide, but then you can separate them. Because mm-hmm. I think as a person, you have different, you have other, other, you have specific needs, right? You need water, food, and simple things, right? I understand that a lot of people want to try to find the reasons because they're, why the reason I am here. So mm-hmm. maybe there's no reason at all. You're just here, mm-hmm. you know? I, I don't really judge if you if you're really into the the idea to try to investigate why you are why you who you are or why why you were doing what you're doing it's fine you might be spending your whole life trying to figure it out and you're not going to figure it out mm-hmm. um i try to see things with my life in phases like instead of the whole thing so if i have a specific goal i go towards that specific goal when I got the goal done, I kind of relax because I think I hit it. Something that I, I don't need to look for something else because I found what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. So, and that gives you a certain level of, uh, not a certain level, but a, a huge level of content. So, yep. because I think our society and the way that we live in is always about the next, the, the next and the next and what I'm looking to the next. So why, you know, so as a little bit trying to enjoy your day as much as you can. So my process is actually, is always, I believe there's a cleaning and dirty process where Mm -hmm. the super messy, messy in the studio got flooded with process. And then I just clean them out and then start over. So I think life is a little bit the analogy of your day. You wake up messed up and, and you're going to end up the day messed up. No matter what you're going to do during your day, you're going to end up, it's going to be end up wrong. So try to enjoy this process as much as possible. Um, The artwork is a representation of my life experiences, I think. So as long as you keeping um, building your library, right? Your personal library, you have your Mm -hmm. library. Each person has a library Mm -hmm. with the books, with the experiences, the mistakes. So it's your life library kind of thing. So you can look at it 
and, and, and knowledge. Oh man, I did that mistake on that time. And I'm doing that mistake again, right? It, it like this is kind of stuff that I think about a lot of time because I'm a kind, I'm a collector. I collect so many things. Sometimes it's the problem of oh my god, it's so nice not having anything, like no work, no furniture, nothing. You are absolutely a lighter person, but I try to visualize my work combining with my personal experiences, and mm-hmm. and I try to sometimes to, to to divide them. You know, you need to be realistic. It's a business, you know, so you need to sell your artwork. You can be all all this deep oh, my deep thinking and my feelings and all that stuff but at the end of the at the end of the day you need to sell the painting to be in a place or artwork to be in a place so i think i try to see these things in very many different many different point of views because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's ultimately the fulfillment piece right that we're probably all seeking the fulfillment of being content in our professional life, right. personal lives, and all right. the other facets of life that we have. Right. But also satisfying the worldly elements that we live in. Right. Um, I think you know? that's exactly what I, want, I would like to say. I think you need to find a way to be content with you. And if you be content with you, you're going to be content with your work. The work mm-hmm. is just an extension of your life. With, with when you cook is another extension of your life. When you walk is another extension of your life. To figure it out ways to be able to feel accomplished in your life, not in the sense of the whole thing, you know, but with small things. I, mm-hmm. I love to do accomplishments during the day, making lists and accomplish the list and that's it, you know. No, yeah. No, having uh, I don't have a master plan because kind of figured out a way to be content to myself, you know, mm-hmm. to be, I consider myself accomplished in life. My goals mm-hmm. are, I already, I already hit them. Mm-hmm. I have huge goals as well. I mean, for sure. But I mean, but, um, but then I, 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 my, my smaller goals are so as, 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 as priceless as the huge ones. Mm-hmm. That's a really interesting perspective of the collector of things and feeling accomplished in your life. Um, and looking at art from your life experiences that you have experienced. And since you have traveled and lived in many countries and cities, what was it that spurred you into the creative space to begin with? What was that journey like? I mean, definitely start with my family. My mom is into fashion design. My sister is a gifted designer, artist, book artist, book binder. Uh, my, my, my aunt is a fine artist. My other aunt paints ceramic. My, I have a cousin, he, he makes puppeteers for theaters in Czech Republic. I have another cousin, he's a gifted, like, art, fine art photographer, advertising photographer. Um, and then definitely is in my family DNA. And, uh, and the traveling part um, became bigger than I thought. When I stepped out from the first time in my life in 2001 to New York, I was like young, I was 23 years old. 
and it was a shock. It was the first time I was abroad living by myself. Um, unfortunately, it was when the September 11 hit it. So I was in downtown Manhattan when the to- towers collapsed. So that mm-hmm. was very amazing. Not ama- amazing in a bad and a good way because it wasn't, a, it wasn't one of the times of my life when that happened, kind of interrupt my journey in New York. So I went back to Brazil, established my own studio in Brazil, small, always working small. Um, but I always want to go to Europe. So I, I, I managed to be able to, I always want to go to England because I love British design, graphic design. I love it. I still love it. For me, it's the most, one of the pinnacle of graphic design is, is British graphic design history in a way. Mm-hmm, There's mm-hmm. other cultures that I really like, but British is definitely my three favorite ones. Um, mm-hmm. I could not done it because uh, England's so expensive. I'm not a rich guy. I kind of gave up the dream when I was in Brazil and then I started saving money. I was on the verge to buy an apartment in Brazil when I was like 26, 27. But then an opportunity to go to the Netherlands arise and I said, you know what, I'm going to take it. I will buy the apartment when I come back from Europe. I want to study in Europe. I went to Europe, to the Netherlands. My plan was to stay two, three years. But for life reasons, I stayed almost nine uh, I got married and passed for a divorce and I got a job. I lost a job, started my own studio. Um, I did all, I did everything in, in the Netherlands, as you can imagine. Like I, I ended up in the, at the end of my life, I was a professor there. I was assistant professor mm. at the Villain de Cunha Academy in Rotterdam. I think life is a little bit like the circle. Like it's always a circle, always coming to, mm-hmm. you, you come back where you, where you started, but a bit like, with more experience i think mm-hmm. traveling is ex- is very important for me because traveling gave me a lot of life experience you know talking mm-hmm. to people on the streets like i traveled a lot um spend half of my money on traveling uh something that i definitely don't regret it but at the end of 2012 was very difficult in europe so i decided to apply to come to the states and the states uh gave me the permission to come by myself. So uh, something that I, I know that people complain, complain a lot about United States, about immigration, but in my case, mm-hmm. the country has been great. Mm-hmm. They allow me to come and United States is a great, I mean, in my, I, I know that it's rough for people, but from my particular case, it has been a great, 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 great uh, car country. Yeah, that's it. I've stayed three years in New York. When I was in first time in New York, I was for like four months only like mm-hmm. uh, showing work and nothing really serious. When I came back, was serious. It was like, I was more mature and yeah. much more experienced. But at the same time, it's very, very difficult. Somebody told me once, I don't know who told me that, uh, it, the, the landing is harder than the takeoff. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, 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 I like to listen to people from more experiences. That's the traveling part kicks in mm-hmm. because you need to listen to the locals, you know, like understanding that yeah. part of, like talking to people is very important to people that i don't know on the streets uh, like going to turkey and you go to a restaurant the guys start talking turkish with you right that's to me that's a very because i could be turkish but i don't I have no idea the guy was talking like uh, such a such a beautiful thing about uh that's the, that's wealth of life right there the guy thinks that i am a local and he mm-hmm. talks in his own language with me and i am yes. I'm, i don't have no idea what he's talking and that right. happened a couple of times in Turkey, actually, in the supermarkets. And <laughs> yeah. so that, 
I felt so at home in Turkey, like, oh my God, man, they think that I am. And that's, to me, is a very special thing, right? It's just, um, Absolutely. maybe people don't, but I like, I, I think that is, uh, that's, that's, that's life, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think when, when you start to travel, you see what's the, what's the wealth, the real wealth is, is the life. It's not stuff, you know, it's not, I mean, of course you want to have good stuff, good clothing, you know, uh, a good car, whatever, a great apartment. I get it. But, um, but the wealth of life when, when people share with you is incredible because you can correlate it, you can keep it and you can take this to your own life. Yeah. And that's, I go back into the library of your own life. You put that in your library and, and, and each time, each time you want to record that particular situation in your life, you go there and remember that, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh man. Traveling will do that, right? Traveling will install many different experiences and aspects of yourself that if you're open and receptive can change you as a person. Yeah. You, I think you're going to be constantly changing anyway, but because you're getting older and you you know, things are kind of getting a little bit, uh, maybe responsibilities are getting uh, bigger. I think the traveling part is just seeing the world, right? I realize that people get too attached into the, this is my country, this is your country. Uh, mm. All right, man. Okay, just uh, feels a little, the, the nomadic life makes mm-hmm. you allow yourself to let it go of things that normally a person that doesn't move that much takes mm-hmm. very seriously and very, and that's okay, you know, I'm not, um, but another thing that when you move to a different country, you can't be, uh, you cannot be, bring too much your opinions about how to change the local culture neither. So you need to kind of be in a very, you know, soft spot. Absolutely. It allows for different um, conversations. Yeah, the, it, it definitely is something that I want to keep pushing. I, I, have, I have traveling goals. If, I have, if you ask me a go, I have a lot of traveling goals. So there was no doubt in your mind at all when you grew up around all this creativity that this is the path that you was going to take is to be creative and not be a financial stockbroker or something like that. I can believe it that if you're a financial stockbroker, you definitely need to be a creative per. I mean, you have such a creative thinking about how investments has to grow. And sure. I, I, uh, I would love to have that for sure, <laughs> you know, for when I want to get retired and... I think so. I think so. Uh, when I was a young kid, uh, I always felt that my path would be towards creativity for sure. I had no doubt about it, especially having my sister mm-hmm. as my, like a spearheading. And then I was a, her assistant during, during high school, you know, so high school and I was already carrying, you know, huge boards presentation because now today everything's ipad like projection super digital but back in the day man you need to do like all these boards and presentations um, right. print them out glue yeah. them and my sister is such a i mean i, I cannot even call the woman perfectionist it's like <laughs> like she wants millimetrical stuff and was sometimes a pain 
because I'm, I'm not as such a perfectionist like her. But I learned I, I learn how to be a little bit better because I'm more, oh, there's a little glue here. Who cares? No, I do. She like, she was mental, like absolutely. And that was tough boss, but she was awesome. I was, I yeah. worked with her maybe at the beginning of my career. I was like full time. I, I was her intern. All part of those life experiences for that library, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> no doubt. I mean, that's, that's the wealth right there, you know. That's all even, it is. Bad bosses can give you good directions. Lots. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. I guess a philosophy on life or situations that just be, perhaps, and just be and go through life and have that experience of what it is. Do you feel that? the creative outlet that you have chosen or the experiences that you have had is a calling or it comes from a higher place or something greater or a greater power. Does that wisdom and does that drive come from somewhere else? Do you think? Are you talking a spiritual level? Yes. I definitely don't think that is a higher power or anything like that. I just do. I mean, I'm not a doctor saving lives in, you know, I think doctor, I think people who deal with like saving lives and the guy has this call to, to, to drop everything and go to be a doctor without borders. Yes. Yeah. I mean, my God, Yemen or, you know, like mm-hmm. countries mm-hmm. within wars or maybe uh, journalists, not the journalism we're seeing now, but journalism telling the truth, the investigation, what city, what's happening in your life, in your own neighborhood that you have no idea. And then mm-hmm. regarding if I, have, if I believe you have a call, I don't believe it. I think I, I consider it fortunate mm-hmm. that I do what I like. Mm-hmm. And the Pratt, as you said about the B, I think is very important mm-hmm. because you literally allow yourself to slow down instead of to you know, press the forward, you press, mm-hmm. the, press the slow down button that, because there's no slow down button, right? There's always pause or forward. That's I think right. it should be, should be like a slow down button. So think about, I think about that a, a lot because life mm-hmm. goes faster and technology goes even faster. Information is even faster. So I think, you, and I, I acknowledge that I have no capability to follow all that. So I'm mm-hmm. trying to slow down my life as much as possible to have a, a level of content and level of presence that I think it, it's great for you to, to see to see things that you consider maybe mundane, but they are beautiful, you know. But I, I don't think there is a higher higher power. I'm not that important, I think, you know, like there's other more it's always go back about the art. It's always about, I mean, it's always about your art's going to be somebody else's wall to make the apartment look cooler. You know, like, mm. I get it. You know, the whole stock exchange art thing, coolness, mm-hmm. and I get it. That's why I, I try to, to see life a little bit like working as a musician, you know, go to the studio and compose music, you know. But from spirituality perspective and maybe even some of the pieces that you're doing already you're already tapping into a space of awareness that beingness on a deeper level by 
engaging with others right. and building your own library and expertise of who you are, having those enriching experiences and the outlet of art right. is, can be considered a spiritual experience too. Right. That, that you're in a space when you hone that insight, that experience, that wisdom into a space on a canvas or as a book or an interview or whatever is it. Right. I think I have more, I think I have, I, I'm a surfer. I surf, uh, I'm in the ocean a lot. I see a lot of, nowadays I've been seeing a lot of animals and like, I consider, I, I think the surf experience for me is much more spiritual than art. I think art for me is a kind of, it's something that I designed them. I've been teaching for a long time since, 2002. Mm. So I've been an assistant professor in many different schools around the world. I mean, in, in New York and in California, in Europe, and I, I taught even in China and Russia. So it's always about, for the students, I say, try to design your life. How are you going to design your life? How do you want to? And that is a little bit like your house, you know, it's brick by brick, you know, furniture by furniture. But in the spiritual level, when you surf, and you're in the ocean and you have the, I think it's spiritual for me is the nature. Mm -hmm. When you see a wild mm -hmm. animal eating another wild animal in front of you, mm -hmm. right? Like, mm -hmm. and we encounter not a long time ago where you're surfing this spot and there's always a, a lot of animals on that spot um, because of the, there is some deep canyons and there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of animal, you can see a lot of animal activity. Mm -hmm. I hope I don't see the big boss, but, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but this, this, uh, I think it was a seal was eating a, a, a stingray, like dismembering the stingray right here, like two, three meters from me. Like, mm -hmm. and then we, I tried to go a bit closer to take a cooler look. The animal stopped eating, stand up his head and, or her, I don't know if it was a female or male and look right in my eyes, right? Like mm -hmm. these big black eyes in front of me. And I just paddle away. And that for me was a very spiritual connection, like or mm. energy connection with the nature. Spirituality for me, when you allow yourself a different place or an area that you, you normally don't spend a lot of time, but nature allow you to be there for a specific period of time. Right and you see life happening, you know? It's the same thing with talking to the people on the streets and having this, listen to everybody, but talking to a few, I don't know. <laughs> I think yeah. that's, that's good, you know? I mean, at least for me, it's important to be a positive person. Mm -hmm. Even if the situation is a bit sketchy, you know? Mm -hmm. I learned that from, from situations in the mountain, situations on the ocean, you know, where I felt that, oh my God, like, why am I here? I, I, nobody invited me here. I came here by myself and you need to fix. Sometimes the ocean is the ocean. Sometimes the mountains, the mountain, they're going to do their thing. And you were just like a, you know, <laughs> you just, a, you know, just a, was a, a grain of sand, you know, you, right. you can get wiped out. So this kind of things um, makes you humble. Being humble is an important part of life for you to be able to see things that normally if you're not humble, you're not going to be able to see it. You seem to be a lover of experiences and history will definitely 
give you that in abundance. Right, because if you don't know the history of the place that you, you, you commit the same, you make, you make the same mistakes, right? Or in the history of your own life and the history where your life is placed. Yes. And that's you learn by traveling because if you go to Istanbul, you know that Istanbul has so many layers, you know, that that's city right. was a different city. For me, my part of my family is from the Middle East, is from Lebanon, and I always want to go. And when I went there, I kind of, I was with a longer hair and, and mm -hmm. the persons, the people, again, they were looking at you like, oh, this guy could be from here, but he's not from here. Kind of look, you know what I mean? This look. <laughs> yes. You need to figure out the looks. I think the looks are important when you, oh, I'm not welcome here. Yes. But yeah. um, knowing the history of things is important. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It just adds to the perception and your perspective of how you can navigate through life and what right. that looks like, right? If you're into that navigation of life, being always a student is important, right? Always learning absolutely. and studying. And I learned that being a professor, oh my God, these kids are so better than me. Like, you know, they're mm -hmm. so smarter. But at the same time, they don't have the life experience, especially kids from United States. They're, it's kind of cool when you bring this experience into the classroom. I love it. I love, I love this, what you're doing. I do a lot of teaching like this, just mm -hmm. freaking talking, you know, like talking about life experiences and my way of teaching is all about creating motivation, especially when you do typography, I'm into type design. Typography is always about they have to they have to work hard. If they don't work hard, I cannot do nothing about it. You know, it's all it's, they cannot be they can't hide. Right. They try, but if you hide, it's worse for you. So <clears throat> we talk a lot about this kind of level. Mm -hmm. I think you touched on it earlier in the conversation also about being open and being receptive, be it as a nomad or be it as a local creating a space where it's okay to be wrong or it's okay to be learning and it's okay to be in a space of, I just don't know. Right. I'm a, I'm a lot on this space. I just don't know. <laughs> I'm right? constantly on the, on the, I don't know phase, right? yeah. but it's absolutely fine. You know, it's actually kind of the beauty out of it when you don't know and you need Absol to kind of grasp a little bit of the reality of, Mm -hmm. knowing a little bit if you figure it out way like okay I'm, and there's no way i'm going to be able to know everything and you're not going to be able to hug the world so you can you can try to find something that you really really can be good at it and try to you know craft your your life towards that goal you know mm -hmm. yeah talking about in the work why i mean because this this analogy can be good for the work and yourself as a person having good people around you that's 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 the beauty of life i think you know you can um giving gifts get a gift right <laughs> right yeah. that's, i believe it all that yeah. I, uh... and it's and it's and it's a cycle of life is it not you give and you receive you're a student and you're a teacher you're whether you do it intentionally or not that's just way the world works i believe depends on what that dialogue is and what the intention is behind the dialogue too i think is a beautiful experience of 
how we can look at life and experiences and everybody's perspective so profoundly and looking at the good that people have, whether they show it so readily or not, because we know underneath there's something there. It just depends on whether, what they choose to mask it with. What do you believe your intentions are with your craft, the creative world? Do you have an intention specifically other than have people put their art in their living room or wherever it may be? It's a little bit like the musicians, right? Like if the musicians make music, what's the intention of them making music? Because it's, it's just something that comes out of like sweat in a way. So what's the intention of sweating? The intention of sweating is the body is trying to, you know, uh, keeping the temperature right. So I think my intention is to produce my work as much as possible. And I don't have a master plan. Maybe definitely I would love doing projects with cities. That's some of my intentions, like doing more mural with city work, mm -hmm. like public art, stuff like that. I have mm -hmm. no problem making a painting for any person. I've been doing like commissions and stuff like that. My work is very mixed. I work with painting, photography, filmmaking. I have my design studio that I primarily do projects involved with typography and lettering. So my artworks are kind uh, it's kind of mixed media in a way, very mixed. So my intention is actually, I am actually doing exactly my intention has been like, I told you about being fulfilled. Mm -hmm. I exact, I'm absolutely fulfilled. Like I'm doing exactly what my intention is, like having my studio and working the way that I always want to work. I think I, I figured it out that 10 years ago, I think, when nice. I was in the Netherlands. Okay, I went to, to Europe to do my master. When I did my master, when I managed to pay my master on my only finish, and like, I thought, I thought that was the pinnacle of my life, you know, like, oh man, mm -hmm. I did it. I'm so, I feel super accomplished. I moved to Europe on my own. I got a job in a company, I got a job in another company, I lost a job, and then I started working on my own when I lost a job back in 2010 and then i start to freelancing like on site freelancing on site is literally you move to the company and stay there for the time being right, doing okay. typo typo typography direction for advertising and when i did that i found out exactly who i am because is um is a nomadic kind of work style because each week or each month you're in a different part of cities and towns and you investigate the city. And then I realized I mean, that's who I am. I want to be a nomadic creative. It's great stuff. I don't know. It's, it's powerful. Stuff. It's just, um, uh, it's something that I, I always go back into the content part. You know, this, uh, I met this friend in the Netherlands. We always talk about, uh, peaceful life you know like being content and have peace that's and that's it's a great place to be because the surf is pristine and mm -hmm. pristine i never saw anything like it and there's no violence it's super chill and california culture you know people are very chill so with all the pieces that you have done and everything that you have created from the mixed media piece 
the different elements of artwork that you have created. What's next for you in this cycle? Yes, you live a life of contentment and just being and enjoying the moments and the experiences. But what's the next phase look like for you? Uh, filmmaking, for sure. I want to do films more in depth. Like, I've always been filming, but they always been... I want to do more uh, professional stuff, working with producers and, you know, I'm writing and direct kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and being closer to Hollywood, I know that might not going to happen, but because Los Angeles, you need to be careful. But I don't know. I, I have a lot of ideas for mixing art and filmmaking, like maybe David, like David Lynch, hot hero, you know. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe if I can say a pinnacle of life would be try to 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 make a, a feature film. But nice. that's I don't know. Like this would be if I if I achieve a twenty minutes short film. Here we go. You know, that would be my goal. Life. I, I a feature film is. I mean, I suffer with my two minutes films. Can you imagine a one hour and a half? Like you need to and. I have no, I have no baggage for this. You know, you need to be, you need to know how much weight you can put on your shoulder. So I know exactly the weight I need to. When you move your creative life forward, try to see how much weight can you carry. You know, mm -hmm. I can carry mm -hmm. this. Can I put another mm -hmm. bag on top? Uh, yeah, okay. You put it and you feel it, and you keep walking, and then and you it's all and you drop it there. Like oh, mm -hmm. that's it, I'm done. And you go mm -hmm. back. It's a little bit this back and forth. I think mm -hmm. I think life is a kind of a creative life. It's a little bit like this. You're always back and forth into the, and in between this back and forth, you have your your library that you can take things. You know. Mm -hmm. But definitely a pinnacle would be for. I have some ideas for some re, a reality show, <laughs> art reality stuff. Yeah. Okay. Mixing that with traveling, too. traveling, food, and art. That's uh, that would be my next. That's be the next project next year. Yeah, I have. There's so many things going on work-wise. It's so nice because I mean, when you work alone, I I, don't, I think I saw a guy, a friend, a, a dude told me that. I don't remember. You have to work like a farmer. You have your land, and you don't plant one thing. Sorry, I love yes. this analogy stuff. You know, yeah, um, totally. So you, you you plant a bunch of stuff. And uh, this grew better than that. Uh, this grew better than this. And and okay, oh my God. Then then this grew more. And then you the next the next plantation, whatever, you you grew half of that because that thing mm -hmm. works. Mm -hmm. And then you take it. Oh my God, that's and you save it and you put it in a silo. You don't spend yep. them all, and you use right. a little bit for the other parts. That's what I've been doing forever, like for years, yep. like fifteen years now. Yeah. Diversify your life creatively because if you work alone, if one thing doesn't work, the other thing might work. And that thing that work, you can put on the thing that is not working. And then you figure it out why it didn't work. Mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. Yeah. It's always about the 25, 25, 25. So that's how I divide my life. 25% of freelancing in my design studio, 25% uh, education projects, 25% personal projects, and 25% art projects. 
where the personal project and the art project, and they all collide somehow. Mm-hmm. Because I need design work for my artwork. You know, you need to design your website, you need to design your books, your publications, sure. stuff like that. Sure. So um, yeah. they all, but now I divide it only two. So I my design company and my, my Yomar Augusto goes all to my fine arts. Right. That's an interesting perspective of dividing your life out more strategically, perhaps. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. And I love your desire and passion to move into another creative element of the film industry. And yeah, feel, filmmaking is pretty incredible because it's a combination of everything what you love, like uh, photography, you can talk about history, you can show food, there's location, there's wardrobes, makeup, and there's art. I can put my art in the film and put it in the set. Yeah. There's the whole yeah. set design, the location, especially location. Something that I always want to do was direction, uh, director of location. Director of location is a person that who knows all the locations of the, of the city. Mm-hmm. Like you come, oh, I want to shoot this in this uh, little cute store. The show goes, oh, I know exactly what the show, you have to go into this in the third, third street and fourth avenue. Go there, mm-hmm. the name of the place is South Vegas. So yeah. that's always, I want to do that job to be a location director. So the director yeah. calls you when I need this, 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 where you can find in New York. I right. oh, in the Bronx, South Bronx, in the East corner, you can find, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, so filmmaking combines all that and, and yeah. sound and music and audio and conversations. And it's, it's more than all, all the film. It's so many layers and sure. I'm very attracted about it. Yeah. But life's full of layers, isn't it? No doubt. Layers and experiences, whether there are only 25 layers in each component of life or a little more, but it's pretty complex when we look at it in the grand scheme of things, even though we try to simplify it as much as we can. So life is an interesting experience for sure. (laughs) As you have clearly experienced with and how you put yourself forward in the different facets and your curiosity to learn and expand your knowledge, your wisdom, your awareness and sharing it so generously with others through your teaching profession or through relationships and friends that you have to be able to have the active dialogue and even with nature which I think is often overlooked when we get into spaces, especially in the mind, when we operate from the mind and the brain. We overlook how powerful nature really is and very easily shown to you with the experience that you had while you were surfing. So, yeah, beautiful. Oh. So thank you so much thank for you. sharing. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, thank you yeah. so much. I really appreciate you sharing and thank you so much for, for being on the podcast and sharing your wisdom and sharing your insights. So thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. I'm Naranjan and you've been listening to Master of Your Crafts podcast. Please subscribe, rate and review and join me next week for another episode. Thank you for listening.